Welcome to the Copper Eyes podcast, where we talk about breast cancer specifically in black communities. Consider this a safe platform to get relatable and empowering perspectives on breast cancer. You will hear personal stories from survivors, you will learn about how you can access support, and also hear perspectives on the role of faith in medicine from medically trained faith leaders. My name is Mercy Ofuya, and I am your host. Hi, on today's episode, I have the great privilege of speaking with a breast cancer survivor, a queen warrior, and I'm sure her story will inspire you. Her name is Flo Adiraju. Flo Adiraju has, through pain, birth poppers. Having gone through numerous life challenges, she shares her story on various platforms and is committed to helping women regain hope, restore the spark in their lives, thrive against all odds, and move from crisis to victory. Flo equips women in crisis to renew their mindsets so that they can live a transformed life and become the best version of themselves. Flo Adiraju is an event consultant and seasoned MC. With over 20 years' experience in event management, Flo is happily married to her loving and supportive husband, and together they have three amazing children. She's a blogger, transformational speaker, and restoration agent. A breast cancer survivor herself, Flo is the founder of The Pink Smile, a charity which provides emotional and financial support to Black women affected by breast cancer. Flow brings with her a simple message of hope. Yes, you can flow through the storms of life to victory. Wow. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Flo. It's great to have you. It's such an honor to be able to host you today. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you. And I'm glad we get the chance to finally sit down and chat face to face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Flo, I'm just going to jump right in. You've accomplished so much in life and you've been through so much challenges as well. So what was it like receiving a breast cancer diagnosis? Were you scared? Um, what were the thoughts going through your mind at the time? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a massive question because um, breast cancer, the C word, you know, that word that no one really wants to hear. And, you know, obviously before you get a diagnosis, you've had some tests, you know, and all that, and you're going back to the hospital for your results. But I think somehow you just don't think that's what you're going to be told. So I remember that day. um, Luckily, I went with someone. Oh, so you're not alone. I was not alone. My friend insisted, my friend, like my sister now. Oh, wow. insisted on and I kept saying oh you don't need to go everything is fine you don't mm. need to go but she was like mm. I'm gonna go with you you know mm. and she went and I remember that day and it was a very funny one because the doctor was like oh you came for some tests and said I'm sure you were told that it might be cancer and I wasn't told that oh so, so- Oh, oh, that's yeah. by the person who referred you that's by the, your GP the that- doctor the doctor in the hospital that's what he said to me you know, he assumed that when I did the mammogram and the scan that they had told me, oh. oh, it might be cancer. But no, no one said that to me. Obviously, you know, you know, when you have a biopsy and all that, I said, oh, I'm sure you were told it might be cancer. I said, no. But even at that, 
I thought he was mm-hmm. going to say, oh, well, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, yes, it is breast cancer. And mm-hmm. it, it was it was like, I see my world stopped, literally. Mm-hmm. And I was speechless. And I was just staring at him. And then I started to smile, a very weird smile, obviously. Mm-hmm. And in terms of what was going through my mind, I was just thinking, how on earth am I going to break this kind of news to my family? And I had just lost my mom nine months before. So all I was thinking was, what am I going to tell my siblings? You know, how they're still grieving my mom. How am I even going to say this? What am I going to say to my aunties? What up? That's what was going on in my head. That must have been so hard. Like It was hard. It was hard. And the funny thing is, honestly, I was thinking more about people. Gosh, how am I going to tell my husband? How am I going to tell my siblings? How am I going to bring this to my aunt? Is this really happening? It was very surreal. That's what I'll, I'll just say. It was it was a surreal moment. Yeah. Yeah. So how then did you manage to, how were you able to break the news to your husband? And did you tell your children mm. at that time? Hmm. how did you go about having those that sort of conversation um obviously my husband had been calling me you know about oh are you still in the hospital blah 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 so i i walked out of the hospital with my friend and i just stood there and i'm thinking um okay how do i go about this and then my husband called me you know and i oh what happened and i said ah you know christian is you know it is well that's what i said <laughs> I just went into Christianity's mode still, you know, it is well. And he just he just grabbed that and said, Oh, thank God, it is well. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. He was so happy. He really thought that everything was fine, you know. And because he was at work, I couldn't break that to him know. on the phone. You know, I can't do that. That was so thoughtful of you. Oh, I can't do that. I thought, I mean, it's big. I mean, obviously, we always hear of cancer, cancer and all that. And it always seems to be that thing far away that you read about or you hear about. I guess, like every other thing, you never really think, oh, okay, this is going to happen. And um, Mm. yeah, I thought of that and I went home. I also have like a niece now, I call her my niece now, whose mom died of breast cancer. So I was just thinking, how on earth am I going to say this to her? And she called me. And I said the same thing. I said, oh, what happened? I said, oh, it is well. But it's very funny, man, woman. I said it is well to her. And she said, okay, I'm going to go pick up my daughter and I'm coming right away. Mm. And I thought, gosh, what am I going to do? You know. And I did go home. I didn't break it to my children um, that day. Or even to this. It's a difficult okay. thing. It's a difficult conversation. To, yeah. It is. It is a difficult conversation to have. Um, yeah. And I think I... I think I said it to my children maybe two days later. Two of our children were at home then. One was away in university. I didn't tell her at all at that point mm. because she was having her exams and people were like, oh, don't tell her. She can't see you. She'll feel you're not okay. At least this one's here can see you and know, you know, what's happening and all that. So, yeah, it was, I think it was the difficult bit was actually breaking that news to my family. It was hard for me to do that. Really hard for me to break it to my siblings. That was so hard for me. Mm. Yeah, it was, it, it, it's hard. It's it's a hard diagnosis to to get. I, I must say, but yeah, it it, it just happened. Mm. So yeah. And then, 
Uh, how are you able to deal with it emotionally for yourself moving forward as in after telling your immediate family? I have to say, first and foremost, I, I will say, honestly, God is good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny, it's weird, and it's as if it's like a cliche, but it really isn't. But God does prepare us for stuff that is coming in front of us. So before I got the cancer diagnosis, I had received a word in church, you know, youth service about two weeks before. I was in a very bad place. I was really down. Then I suddenly just went into real grief mode for my mom. Um, I had lost my mom. Yeah, she had passed. um, I think then it was about seven months before or six months before. And um, I just in myself, I really just started to feel so down. I started to feel so unfulfilled. I started to feel like, you know, I wasn't doing what God, you know, had asked me to do. I was so down. I was in a really low place, you know. And then I even had hormonal issues, you know, also with that. I was down. And then I just went to church one day and it was a youth service. And someone just came and said, oh, she heard God saying um, this, that um, there's some people here. It's like you don't know where you're going from, where you're coming. And like the way it was windy in the UK then. and then the calm comes that God is saying, just like what's happening is that the harshness of that season was exiting the stage and the calmness of the next season was coming. It's a change in season. And I just took that on and I was like, yes, Lord, yes, it's a change, it's a change in, season. in season. It's a change in season. That was two weeks before. And then I got excited in my spirit and I was saying, oh gosh, okay, I'm, I'm just waiting. And that just took me from zero to hero, you know, Literally, mm. I started feeling so high in my spirit. Felt and uplifted, yeah. I was so, I was so uplifted. I could actually not come down from that place of being high on the Most High, honestly. So, oh, wow. so imagine saying, "Oh, changes!" I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, Lord, yeah, something is going to happen. You know, for your glory and all that. And then two weeks later, I get a diagnosis. You got breast cancer, and I'm like, okay. But I remember right there in the hospital the next word that came to me so you know in, in answer to your question in a way in terms of emotions the word of god did a lot for me in helping mm-hmm. me through this so the word i received then was the the the, the, the verse in john eleven four that says this sickness is not unto death but for his glory mm-hmm. that the name of the lord son of god might be glorified so i just keyed into that and i said god I don't know what this is. You did not give me cancer, but this is for your glory. And that's what I'm going to look at. And I mean, because I had received that word many years before for something else to do with my daughter, which is another story for another day. And it was a miracle then. And I thought, well, you're the same God, same story, same glory. So I'm just going to key into this and know that this is for your glory. And I think that's how I started my emotional work. I started on a high. I have to say it's a bit unusual, but that is the way it was. God sort of prepared me for it. So I was in a, funny to say, I was in sort of like a good place in my spirit. Mentally. Yeah, mentally. I say to people, if I got that diagnosis two weeks before, oh my word. And I think that's why God is God, you know. He he's he's just the Almighty. If I got it two weeks before, I think it would have been a totally 
completely different story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say to people, you know what they say, the, the, the battle is in the mind. It's about winning that battle in your mind. So I sort of had won the battle even before I got into the battle. Mm-hmm. If you get me. Yeah, I won that battle in advance. So mentally, you were telling yourself, this is mentally, not to death. This is yes. not unto death. Not, yeah. So I just keyed into where I was, uplifted by saying, it's a change in season. I thought, okay, is this a season? But I said, well, Lord, you've said this is not unto death. So that is what I held onto. And that's how I began that journey emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. So emotionally, you felt prepared to face what was next and the next steps. And then when it came to having to go for your treatment, how were you able to handle that as in those thoughts as in, and, you know, taking steps to start your, treat, your actual treatment, still holding on to your faith and what you believed in, but then yeah. also taking a step to go for your treatment. Because breast cancer, if detected and treated early, saves lives. And yet, clearly, a living testament to that. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks for that question because I think it is so important that question. And in terms of also trying to get a message out to people, I know that in our community, especially, you know, in the Black community, sometimes this thing, breast cancer, cancer is like a stigma. So you have there are some people who this happens to and they won't say anything. And, you know, Sometimes you don't even blame people. It's because of how it is received sometimes and you're sort of stigmatized. I have have a friend who was going through her own breast cancer treatment and journey and she was sharing it and people were like, look, keep your business to your business, you know, and things like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I believe in this, your support system is so important. So for me, even the fact that I went to get it checked out, how did I get to that point? I felt a lump, literally a small lump. I was just going to bed one day and I just just felt it. It was God, you know, that's all I can say. Oh, and, wow. you know, I just told my husband, oh gosh, I think I can feel a lump. I didn't even think, honestly, anything of it. And we're like, oh, let's get it checked out and not just take it for granted, you know. And I went to the hospital. To be fair, the first time I went to the hospital because I went, I said I was having some hormonal issues. It wasn't even checked. They just said, oh, let's deal with the hormonal issues first, you know. And then mm-hmm. I, I went a second time. And this is the point. I think as women and even whatever, anytime there's a change, there's something not quite right with you. And I live that way now with my children. Oh, I feel this way or whatever. Let's not assume. Let's not do any self-diagnosis. No. Or sweep it under no. the rug. Or sweep it under. It can be anything. And it's no big deal. I know sometimes also as Christians, we're like, oh, it's not my portion or whatever. It's really no one's portion, to be honest with you. You know. But the point is, I also believe I am a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. And it's important to say this here. But I also believe the Bible also says wisdom is profitable to direct. God has put doctors there for a reason. And so when I felt that, I went and it was checked out. So what would have happened if I didn't check it out? Mm. Then it stays mm. there and it grows and it festers and it spreads. And then it will be a different story. What's the, what's the glory of God in that? You know, exactly. yeah, early detection true. saves early lives. Detection. Early detection. It's so important saves. to take that early action. Yes. That <laughs> is why I'm here. I literally felt it when got it checked out that happened and immediately i started treatment i had nothing else in my mm. mind but that i was mm. going to have treatment 
the first day I went, they were already telling me this has been detected early. So, you know, you're going to have surgery right then. Then I signed mm-hmm. the day I was going to have surgery. I mean, there was mm-hmm. no slowing down or wasting time yeah, that was, that or was, anything about it because it was important. Yeah. In terms of, you know, the stigmatization where you don't tell people, I, I did it a totally different way, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Literally, I told, I was led and I, I just wrote down 12 names of my friends. And I set up a WhatsApp group on the day before I had even told my siblings at all, before I had told my children. Oh, I wow. just, oh, yes, I just did that. And I said, you know what? This is what has happened. This is how I was feeling. This is the diagnosis I, I've been given. But I said, I'm okay. I set the pace for how mm-hmm. I wanted them to go on that journey with me. And you set the them. tone as well. I set the tone, I set the pace. I put in the strategy myself, so to speak. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is how I'm having it. And I said, this is what's happened. But the Lord has said to me, this is not unto death, but for his glory. I would like you to go on this journey with me, you know, pray with me, support me. But I'm fine. I need you to be on the high with me. And let's, mm-hmm. you know, go on this journey. And it just took the grace of God. And that's how I was going for treatment. And I had that WhatsApp group set up. And later I told my siblings, I told my aunts and I just put everyone on that same group. And, you know, because I was like, how do I update people? I can't update so many different people at the same time. So they will know about the treatment I was going for when I was going for surgery. The whole group by then, I probably had like 40 people on the group. I was going to ask, what was their reaction when you first added them to the group? So I had a friend who, as at then, I didn't realize she had an aunt who was also going through treatment. And these things are hard, you know, you just, yeah, I think true. it's when it happened to me, I realized how rampant this is. It's really, really crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and I had. And because one people of don't friends. really speak out, people don't talk about it. So oh. and this is why we're talking about it. We yeah, need to talk about it. We just need to talk about it. There's, there's nothing wrong. It's not a stigma. Breast cancer is not necessarily, it's not a death sentence. It's detected early. It saves lives. And it's curable when, when, if it it, when treated. Yes, when, when treated early. It saves yes. lives. I say to my friends, it, it's not, it's no more about 50 now, honestly. If you're what, 45? Even about, younger, the statistics show even younger than yeah. uh, 40. Go for Especially in black women, yeah. That's right. Don't play with when they send you your letters and say, come for screening. Please, 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 please. You've got to go for that screening. So I went for my treatment. I had two surgeries, you know, and my friends would pray. For my first surgery, I had the whole group fast for three days and they were praying and they would break and pray for me at eight. And I'll be like, wow. And they're sending text prayers, you know, on the group. So the support system is, is really key. But to have a support system, you have to open up and say something about it, isn't it? Mm, Because if I kept it to myself and said nothing, and that's fine. Everyone deals with this Mm. in different ways, I have to Mm. say. But I think so. It's not about condemning anyone, you know, for this. But I think that I see that if you have the right support system, it does help you go through this journey. I can't even overemphasize that. The support system I had, my friends, my family, they were absolutely fantastic. And they helped me to go from one stage of treatment to the other. The word of God helped me immensely. The word that I stayed on that carried me through this journey was the one that says that Mary had Proverbs 17, 22. Mary has dwelt good like a messenger. Oh my gosh. I was 
the the merriness was like i don't know it it could only have been god it could only have been the holy spirit to be fair but mm-hmm. i really understood you know they say that sometimes you you go through life and you read the bible and everything is one thing i always say you know and i've said it you know in my testimony is one thing to read the bible is another thing to live read the scriptures yeah i can read the scriptures but i was living the scriptures you know mm-hmm. i was living the scriptures that said a merry heart dread would like messing yeah i was living the scriptures that said the peace of the lord that surpasses all understanding because i was feeling a peace that was really weird i have to say it was really weird mm-hmm. and you know if you say again how one went through treatment i began to occupy myself with things that now i was even supporting other people yeah, other people oh, wow okay everyone support will be different and will be defined by what is best suited to them but then again but support is really needed is really is crucial and i mean from what you're saying this helps you through your periods of treatment and then how was that waiting period between when completing treatment and then receiving the all clear it was funny a lot of things did happen to me you know even in between treatment and being clear for one two months after my diagnosis i lost my older brother Oh, yeah. oh wow. Literally after my second surgery, less than two weeks after my second surgery. So, um almost felt yeah. like an avalanche of Oh my gosh. <laughs> I used to call it a siege. It was a siege. It was a siege, but um yeah. I've got the guy up there who is greater and bigger, you know, it's my lord is bigger than all my problems. So I then had that to deal with so I went for my first surgery um I remember you know going for the results of the first surgery of course everyone wanted to be like oh yeah it's it's okay and that's all mm-hmm. I went in for the results and then they tell me yeah they've taken out the cancer but they haven't seen clear margins they still have cancerous cells so they have to go back in yeah that is mm-hmm. a bit oh gosh you know and I remember then I didn't even tell everyone immediately because I thought that mm, we'll be thinking gosh another surgery and all that and I actually went in for the second surgery without telling everyone on the group it was just my husband you know that knew although that was because god was good because after my first surgery i think less than a week later i managed an event a retreat they didn't know <laughs> they didn't know i had just had surgery and i wasn't going to tell them because i was led to support my friend my pastor friend then you know, um then and she didn't know i was led on i said oh whatever you want to do with this and it was like okay flo is the event manager i was a retreat you know and my mm-hmm. <laughs> my auntie would end up hearing this but she my auntie flew in from the us for my first surgery so i knew that retreat was coming up at the weekend i didn't say anything i waited for her to go as she left <laughs> to go back to the us yes as she left I, i i went to the retreat place i was fine i had just had surgery but that's what god did god just sort of took me through it and i was going all over i had one person who knew so she was like with me making sure i don't leave so that's anything. apart from your husband mm. yeah mm. because obviously i had my lymph, lymph nodes you know taking out and I shouldn't be lifting my arms and mm. so she was making sure I was going there putting people's gifts in their room she will carry it and all that I know flow flow I, I was the event manager for that event it was at the end of it all because someone was sharing a testimony I was led to say they were dumbfounded 
they were just dumbfounded that you can't be serious. So for my second surgery, again, I had another event that weekend. So I had a surgery on a Thursday. (laughs) It was just God. I have to say Mm. it was God. Did that help your mind though? Did that help your mind in terms of taking your mind off? Now, you, you, you read my profile. This is, you know what it is, as I said, my pain birthed purpose. Okay. Before then, even I've always been an encourager. Anyway, I have so many stories, been through a lot. And I really believe that the battle is in the mind. And once you can win the battle in the mind, I tell people that breast cancer, it's two things, prayers, yes, but also your mindset. So mm. I, 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 I deal, I work with people with the mind. And what I always try to encourage people, yes, you're going through this, I know. But again, let's visualize where you want to go and begin to work towards that. And as you're doing that, honestly, having that marina, thinking of what you want to, not just thinking about it, but actually taking action and moving forward with it. Somehow the other bit begins to diminish. The one in front begins to expand more. And then you're able to walk into that and have that thing whereby, oh God, I'm just in that place, that high place. It's the grace of God, but definitely it has a lot to do with your mind so mm. i would have my friends say oh how are you i'm like i'm fine but they won't believe me so they will come to the house and then they will see me and they're like to see okay <laughs> i think she's okay and then maybe someone who had a birthday that was the other thing my mind honestly i just said okay this is the diagnosis but where mm. am i in my head i'm in a place where god said this is not unto death i'm in a place where god says this is for his glory I'm in a place where I'm reading his word and he says, a merry heart, the more I'm merry in my heart, it dread good like medicine. So I was merry and he was doing so much to me in my body. He was healing me. He was just doing, it really was like medicine. I my, That scripture, I believe it so much. And then my friend would say, oh, it's my husband's 50th. I wasn't going to tell you obviously because of this, but they come to my house and they see me and like sort of, I, I used to say to people, oh gosh, did I used to glow in that time? I couldn't really believe it. And this is to say, each time I went to for a surgery on Thursday, I was in church on Sunday. People didn't know, no, you know. Amazing. I was, I was, a, I could do a surgery today. A week later, I'm, I'm at some party or the other, because that was the time that a lot of my friends were having their fiftieth birthday. And I said, I said, devil, you're in trouble. And it's about the mind. I just said, I said, you know what? My case is going to be like the case of Jesus, where like, ah, had I known. I would not have allowed this Jesus to be crucified. You will say, had I known, I'll have left this one where she is, you know. And Mm. I walked in that mindset. And I think mindset has a lot to do with it. And it's by the grace of God. I say Mm. to people also, sometimes, yeah, you're in that kind of place. Is it then I start praying and doing everything? No, you get to a point, you're just really down. You can't really pray. And I think worship music also did a lot for me. I listen to worship music, you know, a lot. So when you were done, you just listen to... Oh, I would listen to worship music. I might not really be... Sometimes, in that time, I don't know, it happened quite a few times. I'm asleep and then I wake up and this this worship song comes to my spirit. I might not really know it. I have to go and Google it and Mm. put in the words that are coming to me and then I see the song. And that happened a few times. So that was when I knew that song, Jesus loved me too much, you know. That was when I knew that song, you know. You make a way when uh, my back was against the wall and it seemed as if it was over. 
that's when those songs came to me and they they really did bless me so mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 not an easy journey but it is possible with the grace of god yeah mm-hmm. and it was so vital that you also started treatment on time like when it was once it was detected and there was no delay be- i really cannot and i keep saying cannot overemphasize that between the time you know because everything went boom 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 and because of you know giving this going into it early um having the treatment early so when when i got that diagnosis it was in april april 2019 i believe i had my first surgery in in april the same april i think about mm-hmm. three weeks later yeah i had my second surgery in may another like you know four weeks later then i had um radiotherapy in july and by the end of just by august i had already been cleared mm. the whole thing was so boom 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 but that was because obviously i went into it all very early mm-hmm. i noticed the lump and straight away i went to say oh just check me out they told me about the diagnosis because I, i guess there are people who they get the diagnosis and they go back home and they don't go they back, go back. Yeah. you can't do that you can't do that and a lot of times people pass from it you know we really need to keep on saying it and keep on saying it breast cancer is not like a death sentence breast cancer is not a stigma and it's not just for the people who have it but for people around mm. please don't stop treating people as if it's one stigma and it's like oh you can't talk about Show it support though. to people oh no support people people don't and i've seen because after i was diagnosed some of my close friends who supported me were later diagnosed with breast cancer whereby i was mm. supporting them oh mm. yeah and i've heard people say people don't want your pity they just want you to support them and know you know you can go another thing that helps for me, them mm. yeah with mine when that happened to me immediately i started thinking of supporting people especially when you know it happened with my friends so the first thing i started a facebook group oh yes yeah. so that even leads to, yeah for yeah. people that's that how that started to question um mm. tell us about your charity the pink smile okay so the pink smile so like as your i motivation said, I, for starting it i started a facebook group i just wanted to maybe me loving to encourage I mean I love to encourage people and all that. and I thought gosh this whole cancer thing and I saw the power of support what that did you know and what that did that for can, you mm-hmm. yes and how, how that can really help and I obviously when something happens to you then you begin to know more about it that was when I realized that there were people who had it and they don't talk about it there were people who had it and they will be scared to go for treatment there are people who notice the lump and they will be scared even to go to the hospital to check out the lump and the longer the lump mm-hmm. is there yes. and it happens to the cancer the worse it gets so mm-hmm. i realized that there there's a need to have a like a safe place for people to be able to talk or share you know mm-hmm. and all that and i just opened this facebook group for people who had either going through breast cancer treatment or who were survivors to you know help others so through that facebook group i met a lady because that's what really led to the pink smile i met a lady who i realized um needed treatment in nigeria but she couldn't even afford it you know she joined the group 
And I would normally go and check her profile. And I found out she was trying to get to raise funds. So I reached out to her, you know, and then I began to talk to her and everything. And then I raised funds for her treatment, oh, you know, in Nigeria, you know. And I remember then I just told a few of my friends. By then I had come out, you know, to everyone. I came out on Facebook to say, this is what happened, you know, with me. And I remember a lot of my friends were like, you have to be kidding me, you know, and all that. But telling them, to be honest, I didn't get, I didn't get any negative thing in my um, journey. I know people do get that. Um, you would have people, honestly, people just have to be more sensitive. You mean in terms of negative reactions from yes, those? Yes, negative people? reactions. No, in my case, I didn't. But I know friends who have. I had another one who said, oh, you know, breast cancer. And then people, you know, Christian people tell you something like, oh, it's because you allowed it. Uh, oh, it's because um, you didn't you didn't pray. Or Those know. are some of the reasons why people yes. hold back from speaking out. But we want exactly. to encourage people to speak out so that they can get support as much as possible and to those they can trust in their own. Yeah. yeah. So, but also we're saying to people out there, when you hear Please. someone who has it or your friend, Please, they don't need your judgment. They don't need your pity either. They don't they need, your, need bias. your support. They no. need your support. They need, they your, need your support. They need your love. And this is so important because I think it will make a difference in how people come out and talk about this. Because as we keep saying, if you feel safe to talk about when it's early, you get it, you know, nipped in the bud and then you know you survive it and, we're and then there. we start so, to change the story we start to change the narrative we start we to, to destigmatize it. we it's much, very much needed we really that's need to change yeah. that that narrative and that's yeah. it and it was through that i just rallied around a few of my friends and raised funds i mean i think then was like half a million naira for this lady to do a treatment and all that and then through that i thought gosh there are people who can't even afford this treatment and then I had a friend also here who, yeah, she was here in the UK. We don't pay for treatment, but you've gone for so many treatments. You've used up all your annual leave, your sick leave, everything. And then you need to still go for chemo. And she couldn't work. She had to go to go for me. And I thought, you know, this thing, people really need support, mm-hmm. both financially and emotionally. People go through breast cancer and then you have to deal with childcare costs because you need to keep going for treatment. You have those people in places where you pay who can't even afford the treatment in the first place. And yeah, that's, that's right. what mm-hmm. brought up the whole, um, the Pink Smile, the initiative whereby I thought raising funds for, to support people who are affected by breast cancer um, in the UK, in Africa, in terms of people who can't afford the treatment or in, even in terms of people where you don't pay for treatment, but wow. breast cancer mm-hmm. brings other costs in. And that's how I started that. And I started to, fundraise walking because the costs are even beyond just the treatment the costs are it's beyond treatment as i said it it, 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 it's just so many things what about lost wages when i had um i was having my treatments my husband can't go to work if he doesn't go to work he doesn't get paid you know Mm -hmm. he has to stay with me he has to go with me for treatment and all that so you have the issue of lost wages you know also and so it, it it affects your finances one way or the other so um, that is where the pink smile came and through that, you know, people will reach out to me and, you know, I will do my due diligence and send them funds to go for treatment, to go for radiotherapy, to go for chemotherapy, different things to someone wants to change diet, needs something, needs a blender, needs a juicer. So that's what I'll just to give something towards the treatment. So that's what 
the Pink Smile, you know, is all about now. And mm-hmm. also we'll be doing a lot of awareness, talking, promoting this, talking about nutrition and things like that. So that is what the Pink Smile, that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. So how can people support the Pink Smile? So um, right now, in terms of the Pink Smile, there is a, which I guess you'll be able to share. I have a, there's a GoFundMe page right now where okay, funds are being the raised. Link in the show notes. Yeah, that will definitely yeah. share the link in the show Where funds are being raised um, for the Pink Smile. And as I said, used for all these various things. Um, just by a month ago, 370K was sent to a lady in Nigeria oh, who wow. couldn't afford her radiotherapy. Okay. Um, so we just keep doing that. Even here in the UK, some money was sent to someone who's here who needed some things because she's going through breast cancer diagnosis so yeah you can go to the GoFundMe page for me um instagram at floradiroju so they can connect with you via instagram at floradiroju yeah or facebook or and i have a youtube channel the same thing floradiroju where yeah you can see my testimony and where I also shaved my head to raise funds for the pink smile. I actually watched that YouTube video. I was like, <laughs> I was so inspired. I was like, oh. Yeah. You know, you go through things in life and your perspective changes, mm. you know. Yes. And um, so I turned I turned 50 just a year after I was diagnosed with breast cancer, which is the thing again. I wasn't 50 when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was 48, actually, you know, two months mm. before or three months before I turned 49. So sometimes it's not about waiting until 50. And at 50, I just thought, I want to raise funds. And that's when the pink smile was birthed, actually. My 50th. And I shaved my head, yeah, live on Facebook. Oh, you should actually watch it. It's on Facebook and it's also on YouTube. So you can, if you have any questions or you want to connect with Flo, um, you can connect with her on her via her Instagram at Flo Adera Drew and on YouTube as well at Flo Adera Drew and on Facebook at Flo Folake Adirajou. And you also do have a blog, don't you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about your blog. Oh, my blog. That was interesting. So when I had when I had um, the group, the support group, mm. I update, I update them, you know, of what's going on. I love to write and I write. Ah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to send short messages. So if I'm <laughs> on your group, you're in trouble because I'm just gonna keep writing. So mm-hmm. I would write because I was writing and also um encouraging people really so i would give the update give some long updates and i remember then i used to say to them i said don't worry all this my writing i think i'm just going to start a blog and honestly through this again it was as a result of um, the journey that i went through with breast cancer that i did start a blog my blog is victory. so that name was coined from the fact that yeah going through the storms of life you can flow through the storms of life to victory mm. at the end of the day you can come out in victory so i started that blog and shared um my stories some of my stories and that will go on and that group actually became an intercessory group where we then just pray for different people going through different things and it's an amazing amazing People don't know people, but they're there and they pray with them. And yeah, so I always say that in a weird way, good things came out of this. I truly birthed purpose through my pain in various ways. Yeah. You birthed purpose through your pain. And yeah, so, oh, wow. So it's been a great honor to have you on the show today. Such a great honor. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. 
um, feel privileged. Uh, social media handles will be included in the show notes so you can connect with her via Instagram, Facebook, and watch her videos on YouTube and do subscribe and follow her. And if you have any questions, feel free to slide into her DM and send her questions and she'll, be in t- she'll reach out to you as well. You can also contact us at copperize underscore breast cancer if you have any questions regarding everything that anything that has been discussed today on the show floor. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed spending this time with you. Thank you. And thank you for what you're doing with regards to breast cancer. It's really amazing. We really need to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just say to people, speak out, please support everyone and Early detection saves saves lives. lives. Remember, check your breasts regularly. Don't just wait till you have to go in for, till you're invited for your mammogram. And if you are invited for a screening, please take it seriously. Prioritize it. Yes, early detection saves lives. Breast cancer is curable when detected and treated early. Thank you so much for taking our time to listen. Remember... Check your breast regularly. We can't say it enough. That's fact. We just can't say it enough. Thank you. Thank you for taking our time to listen to us today. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Copper Eyes podcast. I hope you have found today's show to be informative. Be sure to visit our website at www.copperize.org where you can find out more about us. Do subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Copperize. Feel free to use our hashtag, Copperize, to join the conversation on social media. Thank you for listening and see you in two weeks. Please note that these are personal stories and perspectives and should in no way take the place of your doctor's recommendations. Thank you.